Pom, 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 pom. You're listening to Track by Track with me, Dan. And me, Will. This is the podcast where you take a great festive pop music album and festively break it down track by festive track. And that's all year round. (laughs) Imagine that if we did a podcast all about Christmas and it was all year round. I'm sure it happens. And don't give me ideas, Will, because you know I love a festive song. My favourite genre of music is Christmas. So I am in for a real treat today, as are you, as are our listeners. Because on the turntable today, on Christmas Eve, it's Kylie Christmas by Kylie. Oh, bloody hell. Not another f***ing Kylie Minogue album. How dare you wash your mouth out with soap like on that film, A Christmas Story. I've had a sherry, Will. It's Christmas Eve. Oh, I've had a couple of Baileys. Oh, Baileys and for a, breakfast. And a snowball. Oh, oh which kind? Uh, well, Advocar and Lemonade. Oh, lovely. I thought you meant nothing. In fact, I think we talked about it in the last episode. Because it only feels, well, like two days ago when we were talking about Kylie and being smutty. And I don't know about you, Dan, but it's that time of year now where basically anything goes because you can say it's Christmas or at Christmas at the end of it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Getting leathered throughout the day. Christmas. Uh, not whilst you're working, though. Uh, no, of course not. Although working from home this year, I think people... We'll probably be a little bit more merry on their Zoom calls. I thought you were going to say, because I know this is true, because uh, you told me, uh, working from home uh, this year, you've been drinking every day since lunchtime. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll take that one offline as well, I think. <laughs> so uh, even though we only spoke about Kylie two days ago, just quickly, Kylie Minogue, I don't know if I can... Out superlative myself from Tuesday's episode, but uh, Queen of Christmas, uh, honorary Queen of Australia and the UK, singer, songwriter, producer, uh, musician, actress, model, uh, muse, ally, uh, superstar, the only Kylie, uh, lovely lady, uh, sister, uh, daughter. A granddaughter, a great-granddaughter, a girlfriend, a lover, uh, a tweeter, a Instagrammer, a Facebooker, uh, a professional recording artist, stage actress, and pint-sized pop star. There we go. We're out of time. <laughs> Taken up the whole episode of that bloody list. And you left off, though, as we talked about on Tuesday, synth player. Yes, uh, we did discover that, uh, and we'll discover what she uh, will have been playing on at Christmas in today's episode as well. Now, Will, of course, uh, not only are we talking about this because it's the wonderful Kylie and it is Christmas, also, I do like a tenuous anniversary, as you know. It's five years since this album came out, and it's been in our lives, and it's become, I'm sure you'll agree with me, Will, it's become a, a staple and part of the tradition of Christmas to play this album. 
Uh, absolutely. It was released on, uh, just for the stats before we get into it, the 13th of November 2015. Uh, the following year, uh, the uh, Snow Fairy edition was released. Uh, Snow Queen, hon. Wicked Queen, the Wicked Queen edition, that's you, Dan, uh, was released. Uh, and this was uh, a big, very well received at the time. I thought, I think it was definitely on the cards. It was definitely time for Kylie to fully embrace uh, the Christmasness uh, and and release this. So, uh, and glory be that it's here. Dan, can I just clarify something with you? Absolutely. Uh, what version of the album are we going to be reading from today? Yes, it's a holy day. You're quite right to get the right uh, text or um, album, we are going to be doing the standard edition of Kylie Christmas because, you know, well, it's Christmas Eve. I, can, I know you're there, you've got the fire lit, you're sat back and you've got your feet up, but I imagine you've still got the Brussels sprouts to prepare, you've got some last minute presents to wrap, so we haven't got time to do the whole shebang today. No, there is talk about uh, some Christmas drinks and some food prep, so. I think after a couple of stiff ones, I'm then going to get stuffing. <laughs> oh, which is always lovely, but especially at Christmas. And uh, so let's let's get stuck in. It's Christmas Eve. Snuggle in with us here on Track by Track. We've got a roaring fire going. Come in out of the cold. You've uh, put all the animals to bed. Pour yourself a lovely glass of uh, champagne. Oh. Uh, uh, kick off your slippers. Uh... Make sure you've taken the bins out uh, and settle down for an episode of Track by Track. Let's get stuck in to side one, track one. And this will, I agree with the sentiment, it is the most wonderful time of the year. What a fantastic, festive, dramatic, theatrical, orchestral opening to Kylie Christmas. I just love, you know, the song is uh, is just a wonderful staple of Christmas and has been since it was initially released or originally released by Andy Williams in 63. But that how amazing is that intro, Will? It's incredible. I'd almost call it an overture uh, leading yes. us into the start of this Christmas album. And you could just imagine, I sound, I sound like you saying this, but you, uh, you could just imagine it being the start of the Kylie Christmas show and the lights go down and then this starts to play. And of course, there were dates at the Royal Albert Hall uh, to promote this album, weren't they? Which I'm really gutted I didn't go to. Did you go to them, Will? I didn't, unfortunately. I was too busy uh, putting tinsel up. Oh, I had tinselitis. I was unwell. Oh, <laughs> you started on the Christmas cracker jokes. <laughs> um, they uh, this song kicked off the the show, as you would well imagine. Uh, but it, it's just, uh, yeah, it's wonderful. Uh, and Dan, who is on uh, production writing duties um, for a lot of the album or for this track? Or, you know, just tell me what's going on. 
I'll tell you all the details, Will, all the deets. So it'll come as no surprise that a lot of these Christmas classics that we're talking about today, some of these writers we haven't talked about before and um, we may not talk about again. This song was written by Edward Poehler and George Weil. Um, They have written a few other hits back in the 60s and 50s. The one that I'm really most intrigued by is one that, something you said to me recently, actually. I said my pyjamas and put on my prayers. (laughs) <laughs> I was a bit drunk that night. Uh, I had been, had uh, been down the church, <laughs> and a- another song of theirs from the same uh, from from the same evening. Probably, I didn't slip. I wasn't pushed. I fell uh, down the uh, pulpit. Is that what they call it? Uh, probably, yeah. That was at the uh, one of the uh, Advent services one Sunday. I just uh, we had a couple in the village local uh, before we went to church, and. Um, we had more than a couple, actually, but uh, that's another story. And I, uh, the vicar asked me to come up and do a reading, festive reading. Oh. And I managed to get to the end of the text. Uh, and then rather than step down, because it was quite steep, I fell and on that very harsh cold stone in, that you get in a church. And the whole congregation gasped. Uh, so uh, not as much as they did the time that the... Uh, uh, the vicar's cassock uh, got, uh, he stood underneath a, a, a heating vent and it blew it up Marilyn Monroe style. Uh, oh, that was the worst but, time. But, uh... Well, it's a Christmas memory. <laughs> anyway, back to the track. So, yes, back to the track. Goodness <laughs> me, where did we go then? Um, on production duty and on production duty throughout the album is the wonderful Mr. Steve Anderson. Of course, we've talked about Steve so many times before, mostly on our Kylie episodes because he's been a long-time collaborator, particularly uh, as the musical director on the live shows. He's also uh, co-written songs. And also we talked about him on our Pet Shop Boys behavior episode as uh, as part of Brothers in Rhythm. Uh, he remixed one of the tracks on there. So hello, Steve. And thank you for your part in this magical album. Hello, Steve. Merry Christmas, and thank you for the music. Hmm. Abba. Abba. So, track two now, and uh, Dan, Santa Claus is coming to town. Oh, lovely. Hope you've you've been a good boy. He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows if you've been bad or good, so be good, be good for good. You better watch out, you better not cry You better not pout, I'm telling you why Santa Claus is coming to town Yes, he's on his way Okay He's got toys all over So Santa Claus is coming to town there, that's featuring uh, Sank Finatra That's Frank Sinatra, lovey uh, we were having a little bit of a duet then, weren't we? It was really nice. It was lovely, actually, yeah. It's a shame that won't make the cut, won't make the episode. But one day, when we when we do our live show one day, we'll probably do a sort of um, Robson and Jerome-esque Christmas special. Uh, this will be on the set list. Uh, or when ITV do a Kylie Christmas special, when they have artists singing their favourite Kylie songs, which are covers of other Christmas songs. Kylie Christmas Mania. Kylie Christmas Mania featuring the boys from Track by Track. Ah, oh, that would be lovely. That would be really lovely, actually. I can, I can, li- I can visualise it right now. Ah, oh, lovely. 
I just love this kind of big band style. I I think it's one of the many genres of music I feel more open to enjoying at this time of year. 100%. Yeah, quite often I will say to uh, my music server of choice and my um, home intelligence system of choice, play some Christmas jazz. And I just love it at this time of year. Well, this is big band, but you know, I'll just, I enjoy more, yeah, I suppose traditional types of music than what we'd normally talk about on Track by Track. Ah, oh, Dan, you're having a generic, non-branded Christmas by the sounds of it. <laughs> I really am. That's track by track price. And it's two legends as well on this uh, on this track with Frank and Kylie. Yeah, it's wonderful. I wonder, you know, we'll never know how Frank felt about this duet, sadly. Uh, obviously, got the blessing from the Frank Sinatra estate. I'd imagine the wonderful Nancy Sinatra... Uh, had a hand in that. I'm sure she probably signed it off and gave it the A-OK, but it does work perfectly, doesn't it? It's wonderful to hear Kylie and Old Blue Eyes. Old Blue Eyes? That was his nickname, I believe. Yes, I know. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Um, And this song, well, I know you're dying to know who's behind this song. It was written by John Frederick Coots and Haven Gillespie. And of course, we've we've talked about this song before. We talked about the Crystals version when we did the Phil Spector Christmas album. We talked about the Mariah Carey version when we did Mariah Carey's Merry Christmas. I I think we'll be talking about this song every Christmas, Will. So basically, every year we've done Christmas episodes, we've talked about this song. Yeah. Track number three now, uh, Winter Wonderland. Wonderland there and she's got she's certainly got all the bells and whistles on that track and actually that was all real live instruments for that recording yeah I love the fact that it was a full orchestra not just uh computerized and of course the wonderful Steve Anderson as we've mentioned on production but uh, he shared some photos recently I don't know if you saw them Will um early on this year towards the end of summer um when they were recording the album five years ago and uh I love the idea of when people are recording these Christmas albums, usually they are doing it in the middle of summer, but they, they as they as they did with this uh, album and as, as we saw in the photos, they decked out the recording studio with trees and tinsel and whatnot. You've you probably got to. Well, it's very method, isn't it? I think you would need to feel festive as well as sing festive and say festive because that would definitely come through in the performance and the recording, I think. Absolutely. And this track Winter Wonderland. This was written in 1934, Will, by Felix Bernard and Richard Bernard Smith. Uh, Of course, it's been covered many, many, many times. Again, it's one that we talked about, uh, the Darlene Love version on the Phil Spector Christmas album, uh, and too many others to name. More more Bernards there than a game of Guess Who. (laughs) Are you going to have a festive game of Guess Who? What what games do you play at Christmas, traditionally? Uh, Well, it's all up in... Up in the air and out the window this year, but we normally play uh, Twister. Yeah. Uh, Hunt the Sausage. <laughs> and Find the Vicar's Knickers. Ah, oh, well, from what you were saying before, I don't think he wears any, does he? 
Certainly not, not when his uh, not that skirt was blown time. up. No. <laughs> what about you, Dan? What games do you play at Christmas? Uh, I do like a game of charades. It's classic, um, but it's uh, but it's good fun. It was it was an awkward moment when my grandma uh, picked out the bowl and she had Rita Sue and Bob too and had to reenact that for us. <laughs> but she did the all she had to do was the, the sort of little dance to we're having a gangbang and we knew exactly what was going on. <laughs> uh, it's like a classic Christmas film that is, isn't it? Yes. It's a tradition. You watch it on Christmas Eve, don't you? You're watching it tonight. Yeah, so we watch Muppet Christmas Carol, then Rita Sue and Bob Toom. Oh. Actually, that's probably a good um <laughs> a good display of my uh my wide-ranging preferences. Oh. Well, just those two films actually, isn't it, that you like? That's all you ever watch. <laughs> yeah. Track four now. This is Christmas Wrapping with Iggy Pop. And if he has provided me with the world's smallest turkey Already in the oven, nice and hot Oh damn, guess what I forgot So on with the boots, back out in the snow To the only all-night grocery When was my wandering eyes should appear In the line as the guy I've been chasing all year I'm spending this one alone He said Need a break, this year's been crazy I said me too, but why are you? You mean you forgot cranberries too? Then suddenly we have to laugh Go on to so that was Christmas wrapping there with Iggy Pop. Of course, we have we haven't talked about an Iggy Pop album. I think we're probably quite unlikely to, but we have talked about Iggy Pop on our music complete episode, uh, New Order's album, of course, and he featured on the track Stray Dog. But I think that is a more expected pairing than this one. Would you have expected to hear Iggy Pop on a Kylie Christmas album? Will I wouldn't have, Dan. And can you give us any intel on how that came about? No. <laughs> uh now this is much covered this song and obviously we've spoken before actually we've talked about it this year because you jumped the gun uh and mm. talked about it in the spice girls episode that we did but other artists that have covered it include uh kate nash the donners uh martha wainwright uh it was in glee and sung by heather morris uh and the front bottoms <laughs> You're joking. No. Hmm. I've, I've they're, an Ameri- they're an American folk punk ba- uh, group uh, from New Jersey. You sound, uh, sound like you know a lot about Front Bottoms, Will. Uh, I uh, I had got, had this T-shirt a while ago and it said in big letters FBI and in smaller writing it said Front Bottom Inspector. Oh. that's. Did you wear it on Christmas Day? Yeah, it was from, it was from Nana. <laughs> She loves a lol. And a front she, bottom. She saw, it, she saw it down the middle aisle in Lidl and she thought it'd be hilarious. <laughs> and quite right too. Uh, so this song was originally released and recorded by The Waitresses way back in 1981 and was written by Chris Butler of the band. Uh, and Chris Butler was active in the Ohio music scene, uh, which also spawned Chrissy Hind of The Pretenders. Just remember that name, Will. Just remember the name. Chrissy, Chrissy Watts. Oh, dear. It was a lot to ask. <laughs> Especially because now you're on your fifth chocolate reindeer full of Baileys. Well, it does feel, uh, full disclosure to our listeners, we are uh, today recording the last uh, track by track episodes we will record in 2020. So it's a bit of an end of term feeling, isn't it? Yeah. 
All the uh, normal good housekeeping rules that we keep to while recording have gone out the window. You've actually put some clothes on. You've done the reverse of usual. I've got my uh, Christmas mankini on. With a, it's got a very tiny uh, uh, fabric patch. <laughs> and those two which, white which balls, is... Will, are mistletoe. <laughs> and quite appropriate it's that size, if you don't mind me saying. Track number <laughs> five now. And this is featuring James Corden, Only You. Looking from a window above, it's like a story of love. Can you hear me? Came back only yesterday, I'm moving farther away. Once you near me, all I needed was the love you gave. What I love about this song and the fact that it is included on this Kylie Christmas album is the fact that Yazoo's version of the song, which of course were the wonderful Alison Moyet and Vince Clark, theirs came out in March in 1982. But it wasn't until later that very same year that it became a Christmas song because the a cappella version by the Flying Pickets was Christmas number one. Uh, I'm afraid to say it was sadly one of Margaret Thatcher's favourite songs, which uh, I hope that's not true. Um, so that's what made it a Christmas song. And then it's been since been covered um, by others, including Enrique Iglesias. Uh, and then now it finds itself on the Kylie Christmas album. And I think if it wasn't kind of considered a Christmas classic before, or if it was forgotten maybe by some of those people who didn't know the Flying Pickets, then certainly now for a lot of people, it will be a Christmas song. Uh, I really like uh, the art because this was a single from the album. Uh, I really like the uh, artwork on the single uh, where it's uh, the letters, the letters of Kylie are wrapped up like Christmas presents. Yeah, it's beautiful. Oh, talk about the single artwork. I suppose it is Christmas Eve and we should be talking about things that are wrapped. Uh, Have you done all your wrapping? Yes, because I made the mistake one year of this is a true story, quite a boring one as well. Uh, I made the mistake of leaving it all till Christmas Eve, thinking it'll take me, what, a couple of hours, and then I'll go out and meet my friends in town. So this is when I was much younger and liked going out. Um, and I got finished wrapping about 11pm, and then I had to get ready and go meet them in town. So I got there, you know, just before midnight. It was ridiculous. Oh, Dan, going out at 11 o'clock just makes me feel physically sick. I know. <laughs> But I used to love going out on Christmas Eve. It was one of the best nights out of the year because everyone is in such high spirits. Now, I'm, you know, I'm already planning tonight. I want to watch the um, Midnight Mass on BBC and then get straight to bed. I, I might actually watch um, the Mass in bed. <laughs> and then no. have a Mass debate no. about <laughs> 2020. <laughs> no. Uh, I, I said this was a single. It got to number 155. I mean, we'll come on to talk about sort of chart positions and stuff later. Kylie is, as we discussed a couple of days ago, a record-breaking chart act. But I think it's it's quite normal for artists that often their Christmas songs don't fare as well. If they're already a well-established artist, quite often their Christmas tracks don't always fare as well. But it's not the point. No, it's Christmas. Uh, honestly, Dan, if you say it's Christmas uh, or because it's Christmas one more time... I think I'm going to send uh, send the lads round. Do you over? 
And that's lovely. <laughs> At Christmas. Uh, okay, track number six now. This is I'm Gonna Be Warm This Winter. It's got the thick duvet. Well, I think I probably am because on a quite a serious note now, it is getting warmer at winter. Global warming is a real thing. And actually, as track by track, we'd like to just ask everyone to do their bit, please. Make sure you're recycling responsibly at Christmas. Will, are you going to be warm this winter? Yes, because I am finally getting that pair of Ugg boots I've been asking for for a long time. Oh, years you've been wanting those. I can't wait to trudge around town in the pouring rain with a soppy pair of Ugg boots on, looking miserable, like most of gonna... the people you see out in the precinct these days. Are you going to tuck your grey sweatpants into them? Yeah. You've got oh. to, really, haven't you? And I Absolutely. might not bother to do my hair. I might just leave it in the rollers. <laughs> not, that, not that we're judging anyone, especially not on Christmas Eve. No. Uh, the only person that can judge you on Christmas Eve is Jesus Christ. And Santa. Amen. Anyway. So well. <laughs> <laughs> this song, Warm This Winter, this was a hit for Connie Francis in 1962. And another one that was kind of not traditionally a Christmas song because this was released in September. But it was also made famous back in 2008 when Gabriella Chilmy did a version for Co-op. You a fan of co-op, Will? Uh, I do like to go down there for my essentials. This is open all hours, God sends. Uh, especially at Christmas. And do you take your Divi card with you? Divi, it's not a Divi card. It's a cooperative card now, isn't it? Oh, is it not? Di- I used, no, I used to, it's I used a... To say, do you want your Divi points? It's a great way to save every day. This has been a paid promotion... <laughs> From the cooperative. <laughs> That's the spirit. The cooperative. Good with food. And just, you know, because we probably should talk about Kylie's version of the song. I think it's it's one of those where it just, it's great because the orchestral part of it really does come to life with this kind of, I don't know what the, um, obviously the uh, official words are for it, but the almost like staccato-like feel to it. Um, and also Kylie's vocal just shines on the song it feels like it was written for her uh it's got this that great wall of sound approach that you know we talked a lot about when we talked about uh phil specter uh in that episode (laughs) as well so should we move on to track seven will uh yes let's move on to track seven and now will for the first time in the album we're on to a brand new song this is it's a cracker every day's like christmas Oh, I thought it was called It's a Cracker.
a great track that is, as for an original Christmas song. Oh, my heart was in my mouth then. Well, I thought he was going to say, what a great title oh, for the album artwork. no, no, no. Uh, this is, oh, it's it's wonderful. It's, I quite like where it's placed in the album, Will. I think, you know, you could you could be forgiven for wanting an original song early on in the collection, but those those run of six tracks before this, the kind of real big band feel, really get you in the Christmas spirit and lift you, and it's quite um, familiar almost, that sound. And then this gorgeous ballad comes in, and it kind of, yeah, just sets a different scene. And this one, if you didn't know, I think you did know, Will, was written and co-produced by Stargate, who, of course, we've talked about many times before on Track by Track, mm. uh, and also Chris Martin of Coldplay. Oh, yes. There was a big... Much was made of that as the, at, at the time. And, Dan, what if I wanted something with a bit more oomph in it? You might be lucky, Will. And if we're lucky, actually, shall we have a little listen to the Stock Aitken Waterman remix of this song? Yes. it and they definitely made uh stock aiken and waterman meal out of that this was the version that was released as the single dan yes and also very notable because it was the first stock aiken waterman collaboration uh in more than 20 years and their first collaboration with kylie minogue since shocked in 1991 so what a gift for kylie fans and pop music fans to see this reunion a real gift. And I actually wondered at first whether they actually did it or whether Pete Hammond, with his great similarly styled remixes, was behind it. Uh, but no, it's it's them. It's actually them. It saw. They saw the light. And I have to say, Will, I do have, you know, I, I play the Kylie Christmas album at Christmas. I play, as I said before, lots of older kind of jazz Christmas stuff. But I also then do have a playlist of all my favourites. And this song is on that playlist. Good. We'll be getting a spin on Christmas Day. Let's have a listen now to track number eight. This is Let It Snow. Oh, the weather outside is frightful But the fire is so delightful And since we've no place to go Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow It doesn't show signs of stopping so let it snow there and that's probably the most faithful cover on the album yet yeah i think i'd agree it's it feels like obviously this song is from way back in 19 19- 45 and has been covered by the likes of Frank Sinatra and Dean Martin and so many more but this feels like a yeah a a classic Christmas song which it is not that it mentions Christmas actually oh it doesn't need to does it because it's ubiquitous now ubiquitous that's a big word for track Mm, by track I know I got it in a cracker oh good for you 
Dan, what's the best thing you've ever had in a Christmas cracker? Um, what about the year a... that there was that disastrous uh, proposal? Oh, we sh- well, yeah, we shouldn't really go into detail because the person who made the proposal, the indecent proposal, actually, is uh, a listener of the podcast. Oh, But suffice to say, I wasn't particularly impressed on Christmas Day in front of my whole family when they got down on their knee and got a ring out for me. They actually went down on both knees. Hmm. Which normally, uh, you know, is lovely at Christmas, but not in front of Nana. Not with the turkey buffy on Christmas night, that's for sure. (laughs) That'd be very hard, very hard to swallow. So this song, Will, actually was recorded... Before this album came out, this song... Well, all the songs were recorded before the album came out. That's how it works. But this was a few years before that. (laughs) This was on the Akaili Christmas EP back in 2010, which was released digitally and included this and Santa Baby, which we'll get into more detail a little bit later. Track nine now, and this is Wet December. White. December, not wet December, although we do normally have a wet one at Christmas, don't we? Yeah, we do. And even if it does snow a little bit, we end up with that horrible slush, that mushy stuff at the side of the road, which is such a shame because I'm sure, Will, like me, you are always dreaming of a white Christmas. Yes, not dreaming of a wet Christmas. No. Although I did have a few of those on the nights when I went out on Christmas Eve and rolled in at 3am. I would normally wake up. Oh, wet... God. Wet yeah. the bed on Christmas night. Bloody hell. So no presents for me that year. No no soggy sack on my bed. A horrible way for your mother to spend Christmas morning changing your sheets and washing them while she's got the turkey on the go. Yeah. And I was 32 at the time as well. <laughs> so white December there. It's all about the chorus. I love that chorus. It's so... Uh, so... It's such a euphoric moment. Yeah, really is. The chorus, Kylie's vocal, those really chunky piano keys, which at the start you pointed out it sounded a little bit like uh, My Girl, didn't it? That kind of Motown 60s thing going on, which is, of course, wonderful. And this is a new song. Of course, this is another original. And behind this one, some real track-by-track favourites. We've got Karen Poole, of course, formerly of Alicia's Uh. Attic who we tweeted along with earlier this year. Thank you, Karen, for joining us for that again. That was wonderful. Um, Of course, Karen's written some wonderful stuff for Kylie over the years. Also worked with track-by-track favourites like Annie Love and Rachel Stevens Love, uh, Sugar Babes, etc., etc., etc. And also Matt Prime, who worked with Kylie uh, on Cosmic from X uh, and many other things. And we talked about his work on Aphrodite. But he's also written with the likes of Victoria Beckham, Liberty X, Jamelia. And what I'm doing there, Will, I'm just scattering a few track-by-track favourites who we haven't actually talked about yet, but we're sure to talk about at some point. Thank you, Dan. And is Matt Prime any relation to Optimus? I think Stepson, but I'm not 
I'd have to mm. probably double check that when the next song's playing. I'm pretty sure. You could turn him into a car. Uh, <laughs> right. Move on. Move on. Track number 10 now. And Chrissy Hines back. It's 2,000 oh, miles. I miss you. So 2,000 Miles there, what a great time to talk about the fantastic album artwork. For the benefit of listeners, I'm pulling a shocked face, but I'm not going to say anything else. Uh, I'm sorry, Dan, but it's just how I feel. And that's fine. So on the album, you have got Kylie, and she's leaving, she's sat on a sledge, and she's got a long pole uh, behind her, and she's propping herself up on some presents. I hope they are sturdy presents and it's not a China dinner set or anything because she could put her uh, arm straight through it. Oh, you're quite right, yes. I imagine on the other side there's a Fragile sticker on there. Yeah, and I'm not talking about the song, Fragile. She's not seen it. And then the, you've got quite a nice retro Kylie, big red letters and Christmas in a lovely freehand scribble. Now, Will, we wouldn't normally do this, but I'm going to... gonna. gonna suggest an idea now and maybe throw you under the bus a bit i'd love to hear you talk about the snow queen edition artwork oh all right just love to get your take on it we, we've said before we're going to do some further listening from it we might not get time then or more likely i'm probably going to forget to ask you so let's let's do that now as a christmas treat so it looks so it's uh kylie is uh, standing in front of a multicolored triangle she's got a lovely she's got a christmas dress on uh, which is really nice. And then there's a really nice gold uh, patterned border around the edge. It looks like from a distance that she's got a lolly in her hand. But it is actually a... I don't know. What is it, Dan? Uh, is it, it's just a little Christmas tree uh, statuette or something. I'm not Christmas sure. Tree on a, Christmas tree on a stick. Uh, yeah. yeah. Like you like you can have them. I'm sure they exist. And, and Will... Um, I always thought that was a cape behind it. You've just pointed out to me that it's, it would be quite sturdy and rigid for a cape, wouldn't it? And I've got to ask the question, Will, which version do you prefer? I like the first cover best because it's classic. It is a Christmas on a sledge. Hmm. So let's talk about the song then. So 2,000 Miles was, of course, a hit for The Pretenders and written by that band's member, Chrissy Hind, who we talked about earlier. Um, this is one of those Christmas songs where it's not kind of, you don't think about it as the biggest, most bombastic Christmas thing when you think about Slade and Wham and Band-Aid and stuff like that. But of course, it's referencing Christmas in the lyrics and it's a gorgeous kind of uh, more subdued Christmas number. And I think Kylie here strips it back even more. Uh, so I can kind of, I can see why this would be your album artwork moment, if I'm honest, Will. It is the most um, stark track on the album. But I would like to point out there was a wonderful moment during the live shows at the Royal Albert Hall where Chrissy Hind joined Kylie on stage to sing the song. Ah. And have you seen that show, Will? Because it is available on some streaming services, I'm sure. 
I I haven't actually seen it, but you've banging on about it uh, since the first of December. It feels like so I probably should uh, check it out. Well, if you can forego Ruta Sue and Bob Two tonight, I think this might make a nice <laughs> festive companion to Muppets Christmas Carol. Uh, no, I don't like change. <laughs> In fact, a lovely Christmas memory that I have is a few years ago, I think the first year this was shown on TV, I was at my grandma's house and I was sat, uh, they, were, they were, you know, my grandma and granddad were getting on with jobs and I put this on and watched it. And by about 10 minutes in, the whole family, we were all just sat there watching it. My grandma, my granddad, my other half, my uncle. It was just like a big, old-fashioned festive show and we were all absolutely lapping it up what were your other half and your uncle doing (laughs) they were wrapping wrapping presents in the garage they said they had a big surprise for me (laughs) i bet it was like christmas day eastenders uh there's a story idea for next year if the if the bosses are listening i'm sure they are and i'm sure they've already done it as well but they do have to repeat things don't they they do Track 11 now, an old favourite. This is Santa Baby. So Santa Baby there, of course, we have known about Kylie's version of that song for for 20 years now, actually, Will. This was released as the B-side to Please Stay in the year 2000. And I don't know if I'm speaking out of turn here, Will, because, of course, the Eartha Kit version of this song is, uh, I think it's the original, but certainly one of the earliest versions. Uh, for me, I think Kylie's version is now often seen as the staple version of this song. Uh, it does feel like it was the Christmas song she was born to cover, actually. It's a bit of a yeah. sexy, cheeky number, lots of oohs and ahs. <laughs> um, and, uh... Which you, which we were doing throughout. Too many, you could say. Yeah, it was a bit a bit uncomfortable, actually. Well, certainly when the... Because uh, obviously we are recording remotely on this festive night and the screen did freeze as you had your mouth open. Anyway, uh, it's a Christmas classic, isn't it? It's a classic. It is a classic. I'd just like to confirm, as, as, as I thought was true, it was initially by, uh, originally, sorry, by Eartha Kitt back in 1953 and has since been covered by uh, not only the wonderful Kylie, who I think, you know, has made it her own, also Madonna and Taylor Swift and Ariana Grande and Gwen Stefani. Oh, they've all had a crack, haven't they? Yeah, of course they have. Yeah, you can just imagine them in the little sexy Santa suit. Yeah. Have you still got your sexy Santa outfit from last year? Or well, actually, I'm wearing the skirt at the moment. You can't see it because you can only see kind of from the chest upwards. But I've actually got it on. I'll just give you a quick... Uh... Goodness me. Mm. But I can see that someone has been to come and trim your Christmas tree. Oh, absolutely. You've got to uh, have topiary, some personal topiary done before Christmas. Uh, so, Dan, next track now. Christmas isn't Christmas till you get here. Those sleigh bells ring, ring, ring. Whole room is bling, bling, bling. 
So Christmas isn't Christmas to get here. The third and final track on the standard, a new Christmas track on the standard edition of the album. Uh, For me, this is like a new classic song, just because I almost felt like they set out to write something extremely faithful to some of the Christmas classic songs. You've got uh, some great harmonising. You've got a choir in there. You've got sleigh bells in there and and a wonderful chorus. Yeah, absolutely. And I think whereas before we had uh, Chris Martin and Stargate writing and then on White December, I didn't, I forgot to mention that Kylie co-wrote White December along with Karen Paul and Matt Prime. With this one, you've got Kylie, Karen Paul, and you've got Steve Anderson, who we mentioned before, he's been producing pretty much the whole thing. Uh, and now he's co-writing this one as well. And I think he just brings that extra bit of classic Christmas. And what a what a trinity, what a trio to be uh, to be involved in that track. I mean, three of our all time favorites: Kylie as as the performer, of course, and and as a writer. We talked about disco a few days ago, and how you know she wrote every single or co-wrote every single song on there. Steve Anderson, whether he's remixing or musical directing or producing, we love him. And then Karen Paul, she's just written some of our favorite pop songs of all time. Uh, I'm definitely a big fan of a up-tempo Christmas song, which won't surprise anyone who listens to this podcast regularly. So the final song on the standard edition of the 2015 version of Kylie Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> um, and after what you've just said, Will, I'm, I'm not quite sure how you'll feel about this, but I think, I think you'll probably like it. Have yourself a Merry Little Christmas. Someday soon we all will be together You're just a bit weepy, a bit, bit overwhelming, that track. It's Yeah, it's, I'm full of emotion, Will. I'm full of emotion for everything. It's Christmas Eve. I'm going to relax. I've had to turn down all of my invites because of a worldwide health pandemic. <laughs> um, but also, I'm very happy that we're here together recording this episode or releasing this episode, whatever the um, whatever illusion we're trying to put across uh, today. Um <laughs> But yeah, this is a gorgeous song, of course, originally uh, recorded by Judy Garland for Meet Me in St. Louis. And I think Kylie's version is just the perfect, stunning end to the album. And Will, I was a bit apprehensive about your thoughts on it, but what do you think about this? Do you know what? Contrary to what I said in the last track, and I'm full of contradictions, me, mm. uh, a very complicated person, very interesting <laughs> person. But at uh, the same time, quite simple. <laughs> You're quite uh, a I, juxtaposition. <laughs> We hadn't had it this week uh, or this episode. Uh, that is lovely. And I think maybe it is because of the, the the seasonality that we're in at the moment. But it's a just it's a lovely track, isn't it? It is. And also, well, I think if anyone can help make the Yuletide gay, it's track by track. So, Will, that is the end of the standard version of the album. Before we go on to hear how it did. Yes. There's a song that I want to draw our and our listeners' attention to because we're not going to do it for further listening because it is too obvious, it's too good, and it just we just have to talk about it properly. What is it, Will? 
it could only be featuring Danny Minogue. It's the two of them together at Christmas. It's 100 Degrees. there with Danny Minogue uh so this was Kylie going disco before she properly fully went disco wasn't it yeah and going disco at Christmas as well which is even better in my book this was uh all about adapting to a UK Christmas after growing up in Australia and obviously the difference in seasons and weather that we'd encounter but it's still Christmas it is it's still Christmas to me but also Will am I Right in thinking that there is uh, an unfestive version of the song as well. There's a disco, pure disco. It's 100 degrees. It's still disco to me version of the song as well. So you've got something for Christmas. You've got something for all year round. I suppose the track is so good that you do want to listen to it all year round, actually. Because we do yeah. love this one. It is great. It's a disco, an absolute disco bop. And it was, of course, influenced by the likes of Donna Summer and about the song Danny said that there aren't enough party Christmas songs and that's why that's why they put this one out I find it baffling Will that it is on the special edition version of the album I think this absolutely should have been in the bulk of the album would you agree well and maybe we're we're talking with disco tinted spectacles after the year Kylie's had in 2020 but this could have easily been the lead single from the from the album as well definitely Also, I really would love a pair of disco-tinted spectacles. (laughs) Well, if you've been good this year, maybe you'll wake up some tomorrow. Or I can take to my own glasses with some glitter and glue. Ah, Blue Peter. Did you ever make the Blue Peter advent candle thing? Advent crown? No, I didn't, actually. Me neither, because it looked shit. Shit. Uh, there's a there's a great photo that did the rounds when this came out of Kylie and Danny in the recording studio together. And Kylie's got a t-shirt on that says Kylie Christmas, and Danny's got a t-shirt on that's t-shirt on that says Disco Christmas. Iconic. Ah, oh, iconic. And an iconic team behind this song because this was co-written with Kylie and Biffco, who we talked a lot about on Tuesday on the Disco episode, and Steve Anderson as well, who also produced it with Biffco. So it's it could only be an absolute bop this song, and it is. So, further listening time. Dan, what are the rules this this Christmas Eve for further listening? So, Kylie re-released Kylie Christmas as the Snow Queen edition, as we talked about earlier. And this came with six newly recorded songs. And the track listing was mixed up a bit as well. And there were even some um, special edition versions of this with extra songs as well. So, we're going to take one of the new songs each. And Will, I'd love to invite you to unwrap yours first. Uh, okay, so this is uh, with Mika, Wonderful Christmas Time. Children's 
out after that one um that's with mika and there are definitely some micrisms in that track and i'm talking about like the claps in it yeah it's very mika um it, yeah it's just a wonderful i mean it's, the song itself the original of course is one of paul mccartney's poppier cynthia certainly moments um so it's great to hear Kylie's and Mika's version of that. I think it's a great combination. I think it's a great production, again, from Steve Anderson on this new version. Um, yeah, it's fantastic. Dan, what have you gone for? I have gone for the iconic Christmas anthem, I Wish It Could Be Christmas Every Day. That is lovely, isn't it? And this version of the song actually closed the show on the 2016, because I think I said before, Kylie did the Kylie Christmas shows in 2015 and 2016 at the Royal Albert Hall. And this song closed the show in 2016. And what a way to finish it. Can you imagine the elation and the buzz that would have been in the air she was performing this? Oh, I could just imagine 200 local school children uh, swarm onto the stage draped with tinsel wrapped around their necks and candles in their hands. Yeah, brilliant. Absolutely lovely. And of course, it's not the first time this song's been covered. Wizard and Roy Wood themselves did a version with the Wombles back in, I think, the early noughties or certainly the 90s, uh, which was, I wish it could be a wombling Merry Christmas every day. Mm. Which is mm. quite specific, actually. Will, would you want it to be a wombling Merry Christmas every day? Uh, well, not every day. Uh, you can have too much of a good thing. And by a good <laughs> thing, I mean Wombles. <laughs> And this one, again, needless to say, this was produced by Mr. Steve Anderson. Thank you, Steve, for... Well, as you said, Will, while it was playing, it was like a wall of sound Phil Spector-influenced version of the song, wasn't it? Which is which is really nice. And in some ways, that makes it even more festively acceptable. Yeah. Which I think I think the original had a, had a hint of that. I think Steve has put even more of a wall on it. Uh, and before we go, Dan... Uh, uh, we're not quite out of time yet. Before we go, you sidetracked me with 100 Degrees uh, earlier. First thing, uh, although 100 Degrees was rele- was on the deluxe version, it was released as a single, so the, the confusion continues there. And second, the album reception and performance. So it did Sorry, yes. get quite a mixed review uh, from uh, critics. Uh, some people didn't think it was kindly enough. Some people didn't think it was original enough. But most people thought it was a great take on some classic Christmas songs with some really standout new Christmas content on there. Ho, ho, ho! Merry Christmas! We're out of time. So that was Kylie Christmas on this Christmas Eve. We hope you've enjoyed it. Yes, we do. The bells are now ringing from the church. Midnight Mass is over. It's officially Christmas Day, depending on what time you listen to this episode. <laughs> do let us know what you thought to Kylie Christmas on Track by Track at Track by Track UK. 
And do give us a, Chris, a little Chrissy Prezi. Give us a rating and a review of five stars, please, on Apple Podcasts. And that's not it from us this Christmas period. We are back tomorrow for our uh, classic Christmas Day episode where there'll be fights, arguments, declarations of love, a high drama. Maybe a murder or two as well. Oh, that'd be nice. Uh, the true meaning of Christmas. So, Dan, can you give us a hint of a tease as to what we're talking about on our Christmas Day episode this year? Well, more than a hint of a tease, Will, because we revealed it earlier this week. But tomorrow we are talking about the wonderful A Glimpse of Stocking from St. Etienne. Hopefully you won't have too much of a hangover, Will. Uh, well, I'm going to go to bed now, actually, because I'm too excited. I've got to, I've got to try and sleep. I've got to try and sleep. We don't want you up all night, tossing and turning on Christmas Eve. So, Merry Christmas. Have a lovely Christmas Eve, uh, or whenever you're listening to this episode. Could be July. Uh, and we'll see you on the next Track by Track. And until then, I've been Roy Wood. And I've been Eartha Kit. Goodbye. Goodbye. I thought, shall I say anything or shall I just... <laughs> He's happy. I, it, I, him. He's you happy. just you let it you let it hang in the air like a post Christmas fart. <laughs> I, it's, it's worth the cost alone just so I can look d- down my nose at you. <laughs> God, if, why, in fact, why? you can't you can't put a price on that. <laughs> Do you think you could take that amount of stuffing three times in one day? I don't know, but I would probably be trying to pop a couple of Brussels sprouts in as well at the end, just to just to just to eat as much as I can, eat as much as I can. <laughs> and they'd fire back out again like a cannon. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they're not al dente. You'll kill someone with that. Poor old Margaret Keenan, first to get the um, COVID jab and then taken out by one of your (laughs) back-packed Brussels bullets.